Welcome to CCH Tax Talks from Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting. This podcast series will bring you the latest news and industry insights from thought leaders and experts in the tax world. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Tax Talks. I'm Mark Loscombe, Principal Analyst at Walters Kluwer Tax and Accounting. Today's podcast episode covers the taxation of cannabis and features a conversation with Carol Kokinas Graves, Senior Content Management Analyst for the Research and Learning Team here at Walters Kluwer. To set some expectations, I'll be covering the taxation of cannabis as it relates to federal tax implications, and Carol will be discussing some of the tax implications as it relates to various states that have legalized cannabis for both medicinal and recreational purposes. Now, from the federal tax aspect, here's what I can tell you. While states have been legalizing cannabis, it remains a controlled substance under federal law. For tax purposes, this means that while illegal receipts are taxable, expenses associated with illegal receipts are not deductible. Cannabis businesses are therefore taxed on gross receipts, not net income with deductions only allowed for cost of goods sold. There have been a number of court cases addressing issues where the marijuana business tries to improve its tax status. These have included allocating costs to cost of goods sold, operating two separate businesses, operating as a nonprofit or other strategies. By and large, except for one California case where a court did recognize two businesses being completely separate, the marijuana businesses have largely lost these cases. So it remains the case that for federal tax purposes, largely marijuana businesses are taxed on their gross receipts. Carol, in spite of the fact that the federal government has not yet acted to legalize cannabis, many states have permitted marijuana for medical purposes and a growing list are permitting it for recreational purposes. What has this meant from a state tax perspective? Well, Mark, a number of states have legalized and consequently taxed not just medical cannabis, but adult use recreational cannabis as well. Considering the budget deficits that many states face, especially now due to COVID, even more states may consider and enact legislation to legalize and tax cannabis and reap the benefits of that revenue. In addition, Since legal cannabis is so readily available, it is likely people would cross state borders to get it if it is illegal in their state. Legislators may well wonder why that revenue shouldn't wind up in their coffers as opposed to their neighbor's coffers. Once a state tax regime is in place and states have enjoyed those revenues, the federal government may be hard pressed to shut those down and may consider eliminating the contradiction between state and federal law. Carol, I've seen references to wholesale excise taxes, retail excise taxes, retail sales taxes, producer license fees, distributor license fees, and others in connection with cannabis businesses. What taxes seem to be most typical? Well, Mark, excise and sales and use taxes seem to be the most typical. Excise taxes are imposed on very specific goods, like cigarettes and alcohol. Moreover, an excise tax is a flat tax. Sales and use taxes, on the other hand, 
are generally applied more broadly. For instance, all sales of tangible personal property and certain services, unless an exemption exists. In addition, a sales and use tax is a percentage of the sales price. A privilege tax is a tax levied on the privilege of doing business in a state, usually a specific business. And license fees are not taxes per se, but they're levied on various actors and entities, such as producers, growers, dispensaries, etc. California, for instance, imposes a sales and use tax on cannabis. They have an exemption, a sales and use tax exemption for medicinal cannabis and cannabis products. They impose a cannabis excise tax, and that's imposed on the purchasers of the cannabis. And then in addition, there's a cultivation tax, which is imposed on cultivators of cannabis. Okay. In addition, California has a number of different cannabis businesses that need to be in compliance, whether that means registration and or licensing. And those cannabis businesses include collectives and cooperatives, cultivators, distributors, manufacturers, micro businesses, nurseries, processors, retailers, and testing facilities. Now, Colorado, Washington, and California are some of the earliest recreational use adopters California seems to have the greatest amount of state regulation on the subject. What tax issues have these states faced that other states considering the move may face as well? There is often a rate difference between medical and recreational adult use cannabis, and this can cause substantial difficulties in the administrative and regulatory infrastructure that is required. In addition, for taxpayers considering going into this business, especially those that will operate in multiple states, compliance requirements are considerable. Speaking of compliance requirements, the fact that the federal government still does not allow deductions for marijuana-related expenses does create an issue for preparing state tax returns. While a number of states pull from the federal tax return adjusted gross income, for the start of the state tax return. The fact that the federal government does not allow deduction for marijuana-related expenses creates a situation in which, for state tax purposes, those marijuana businesses may have to add back those disallowed deductions and, take, and claim them on the state return, even though they were not allowed on the federal return, which creates a different process, a different step in the return preparation process. Carol has helped to author an updated Walters Kluwer book titled Cannabis Taxation, Federal and State Tax Book Guide, which will be coming out this October. Thank you for joining us today, and I hope that this discussion will be helpful in your dealings with any of your cannabis clients. Thank you. To learn more about news, insights, and technologies that can help streamline and simplify your tax workflow, please subscribe to this podcast. Thank you for listening. This Tax Talks podcast series is a 2020 production of CCH Incorporated. The content is for general information purposes only and should not be considered a substitute for legal, tax, or accounting advice.